Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Tech Authority Podcast. I'm Andrew Brown, your host, and today we're going to discuss how to migrate to Office 365. Now, if you're unaware of what Office 365 is, it's the cloud version of Microsoft's Office product. You might have heard of it, you might use it, but it's basically the online version of it. Now, there's a few little differences about Office 365. You can install it on your computer. You can install it on your mobile phone. You can install it on your tablet. And it goes with you everywhere, as long as you take your technology with you. And it follows you around the world, which is pretty cool. It's a really good product. It's a very well-known and reliable product that Microsoft have made publicly for everyone to use, whether it's for home or for business use. And today I just want to discuss what you can do with it and why is it helpful. Today we're going to go further into the more migration side of things, which means moving uh, what you have with your email provider up onto the Microsoft platform with Office 365. Now, the difference between Office 365 and the Office that you already have, you might have it already installed on your PC at home, but you just might just have an older version of Office. You might have the new version of Office. It just depends on how you've gone about purchasing it. Now, there are two different versions of Office 365. There's one for home, which you're probably using it now at the moment, uh, which is Office 365. And what does that come with? It comes with your standard Office product, which is Word, Excel, PowerPoint, OneNote, Outlook, Publisher, and Access. But there's a few different versions of it. You've got Office 365 Home, and that allows you to install it onto five PCs at once, whether it's five tablets or five phones. You get one terabyte of hard drive space in the cloud with OneDrive and storage for up to five users, which is pretty awesome. There's the personal version. What does that come with? Well, it has Word, Excel, PowerPoint, OneNote, Outlook, Publisher, and Access. But this only allows you to install it on one device, one PC or Mac, one tablet, and one phone. And you still get one terabyte of storage space. There's also the client versions, Office Home and Student, which only allows you to have Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and OneNote, and is only available for one computer at a time. Uh, there's the Office Home and Business version, which has Word, Excel, PowerPoint, OneNote, and Outlook. And then there's the professional version of Office 2016, which has the full suite of Office, which includes Word, Excel, PowerPoint, OneNote, Outlook, Publisher, and Access. Now, if you're using it for home... Usually what you do is you connect your email into Outlook or you might use it through a web browser depending on which email provider you're using. You might have an Outlook.com or a Hotmail or a Gmail or another provider. 
and you can plug that up to Outlook and it will then download your inbox and instead of viewing it on the web you're viewing it in Outlook and you can still access your files you can still send emails and receive emails you got access to a calendar but it doesn't follow you around all that well some providers do not all providers you might have your email hosted by your internet service provider and it might do something completely different it may just be a standalone thing it might just be a pop account instead of a cloud account that follows you everywhere you go now although most providers allow you to have uh, your email on your phone um, some of them don't publish the calendar so you can't really keep up with your appointments this is where Outlook has evolved in the cloud it means that it's like having a hosted exchange server instead of being hosted in your building it's hosted in the cloud on the internet that's all it means it's just on the internet and it follows you around wherever you want to go now a lot of businesses are moving towards office 365 if they haven't already and the reason why they're using it is because one they don't have to have a hosted exchange server anymore internally because uh, maintaining it is a real pain uh, it means they're not paying for licensing so much they don't have to build a server they don't have to maintain the server all the time they can just maintain it on the cloud and the good thing is is that Microsoft do a lot of the maintenance for you without you having to do a lot of it it's more cost effective and it's cheaper to run in the business side of things you've got different plans so you've got Office 365 Business which allows you to have Outlook, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, OneNote, Publisher, OneDrive and Access it gives you one terabyte of storage emails not included in this in this plan uh, but you get the fully installed office product on your PC or Mac and the office office apps are also available on tablets and phones now you've also got office 365 business premium which includes email with a 50 gigabyte mailbox which is a lot of storage for email uh, you also get the full office suite including Exchange Online, Outlook, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, OneNote, Publisher, OneDrive, Skype for Business, Microsoft Teams and Access. So it gives you HD video conferencing which is awesome over the internet, uh, one terabyte file storage and sharing space on OneDrive and your full office suite either on Mac or PC and the office apps available on the tablet and phone and then you have your essential product which is Office 365 Business Essentials and that includes a 50 gig mailbox with Exchange Online OneDrive access with one terabyte file storage and sharing uh, it also includes Skype for Business with HD video conferencing and it includes Office Online and Microsoft Teams which is awesome. The bonus about the Office 365 Business Premium and the Business Essentials 
plans is that you also get a whole bunch of other things included. Not only do you get the exchange online component, but you get access to the online calendar and contacts. And they follow you around, so they can be saved on your mobile phone. And you can open them up and say, okay, where am I going to be today? What appointments do I have? And your calendar is basically on your phone. It's in your email client in Outlook. And your contacts are also saved on your phone, which is really handy to have. Uh, you get a unlimited online meetings with Skype for business. Uh, you can use corporate social networking, work management tools to help teams create plans, organize, assign, and collaborate around tasks. And the Microsoft Team chat-based workspace platform too. It's, it's, it's an amazing product. It really is. Something that is more suited for business than anything else rather than home, but you can still use it at home as well. Now, why would you migrate to the cloud? Well, for business, it makes more sense to do this, only because if you're out and about, you want to get your emails, you want to be able to continue working as you would in the office, but without the hassle of having to lug a machine around the whole time, it's in your pocket. You can just look it up on your phone or your tablet. And the reason why you do it is because it's better to have Exchange Online than what it is to have an Exchange server stored at your premises. You don't have to maintain it. Microsoft make it easy to maintain on the cloud. And the hassle of uh, having Exchange hassles is really... You don't have to worry about it anymore. It just works. And you hardly get any outages or service issues with the Exchange Online component. Now, these are the things that you have to consider when moving to the cloud. If you already have a domain account for your business or a domain name that you've already purchased or you're about to purchase, you're also going to need web hosting. Now, web hosting is done either through your domain provider, who you buy the domain from, and they give you a product called web hosting. Now, web hosting allows you to put up your email and also your website on the platform. It might be a cPanel account. It might be some other type of platform. It might be a hosted server that somebody else is maintaining for you. But basically, it's... Part it's an essential part of the whole uh, email side of things. You need a website. You also need an email as well. So you need that. You're also going to need an Office 365 account. Now, the best way to sign up is you go to uh, the Microsoft site. You sign up for either plan, whether it's a home or business plan, and you decide the features that you're going to use. And you can add on products in the business side as well, which I highly recommend you look at because there's some really cool features in there. And if you buy the things individually, which you can, um, you don't have to buy the actual office plans themselves that are pre-packaged for you. It just depends on what features you want. For my business, I use Exchange Online and I use Skype for Business. And those are the products that I only need. 
while I have the full Office product installed on my PCs, I don't have to pay a monthly fee for the basically renting of the Office product. I play for the plan outright for Exchange Online and Skype, and that's a monthly basis for those two, and they're really cheap. It's like $5 per uh, plan per user per month. And then I've got the full Office suite on my computer, on my tablet, on my phone, and it's all Microsoft. The whole lot. I've got a Windows phone, so everything just connects up really well. Put in my email address and password, and on the cloud you go. Once you signed up to Office 365 and you decided whether you want to use it for home or business, you then got to create your email accounts for your domain name. So this is whatever your email address will be. So your name at yourbusiness.com. Once you've added your email addresses in and you got the right licensing for it as well, whatever plan you bought, um, you've then got to add the verification process for adding the new domain name to your Microsoft Office 365 account. Now, it's a little bit of a tedious process, but in the end, once it's all set up, it just works. You don't really have to think about it after that. Now, your email may be hosted by your web hosting company, or it might be hosted by your ISP. The reason why you switch is because this is a much better platform. The reason why I would switch to it is because some of the other products that people use for their email, they have um, Spam Assassin, which is supposed to do a really good job of getting rid of the spam for you. However, there's a few bugs with it, and even though you can program it, it's just really painful to set up. And a lot of the ISPs don't support it all that well, and it doesn't really get rid of a lot of the spam and the viruses and the malware that comes through the email service providers that are around. Now, if you're with your ISP, you probably get a lot of junk mail. If you don't, then you don't have to switch. But if you don't want any of that extra junk mail coming through, then Office 365 is the way to go. Once you've got your email accounts added in, and your domain name is about to be set up. In your Office 365 tenant, you've got to go to uh, add a domain, click on settings, click on select domains, add your domain, put in your domain name in, and then Microsoft will require you to add a few records on the DNS, which is your domain name system, so that it can verify your Office 365 account and that you actually own the domain. Now, once your domain has been verified, uh, they'll ask you to create another set of records. So the first record is a text record that says, I own this domain and Microsoft want to check that off. Once that gets verified and it's been added, Microsoft will go, here's the next lot of records that you need to add. So you need to add the following records. You need one mail exchange record, which tells you where the mail server is. Uh, you need to add six 
canonical name records or C name records, another text record, and two service records or SRV records. And then you verify that again. And once that's all gone through, all of your email will start working without you having to think about it. How do you get your email after that? Now, you may have email hosted with your old provider and you want to pull down all that email into your new mailbox to sort out on Office 365. Now, there are a few ways to do this. If you have Outlook already installed on your computer, you can add your old email account in if it's already pre-existing. And you can export all of the email into a Outlook data file or PST file. And to do that, what you do is you open Outlook, you click on the file menu, click on open and export, then select on import and export, export to a file, and then select Outlook data file. And this will send everything that you have in your inbox including your sent items and all of your other folders that are sitting in your inbox, your calendar details, all of that will be exported into this file. Once you have the file, you can then open Outlook with your new mailbox, click on uh, File menu, Open and Export, select Open Outlook Data File, and then you'll have an archive file sitting below your current inbox with Office 365. And then you can manually move the email across, just drag and drop the folders across to the new inbox. And it'll just copy and import it into the cloud. Now, this will need an internet connection for it to work. And if you have a massive inbox from your old provider, it is going to take a while to process all of this information. Now, I'm talking in excess of... 20 gigabytes. 20 gig is a lot of mail. And if you've got slow internet, it's going to take a long time for it to go up. And, you know, in Australia, most people don't have really great internet or great upload, for example. And it will take a long time for it to move onto the cloud. Now, if you don't want to do it that way, you can also get your system administrator or your IT person who looks after your account for your email host to export it directly from the server. Now this depends on the age of the server and if it's a newer version of Exchange or SBS server, small business server, uh, you can actually export the email directly out of the mailbox from the server and it'll push it down into a PST file and then the IT person can then push it up to the cloud for you and all of your inbox will be back in your mail folder for Outlook for Office 365. And it will work as if nothing had changed. Really good product. Highly recommend you look at migrating to the cloud. Uh, I've done it already. In fact, the other day I did two migrations in the space of two days for my clients and they were thrilled with it they had all of their contacts 
They had all of their calendar. Everything was there. They didn't have to think about things. Mail just functions for them. And they don't have to host it internally anymore, which is much better for them. That's it for this episode. We'll be back with another episode next week. Thanks very much for listening. Check us out, aussieit.solutions. If you need help with migrating and you've listened to this podcast and you think, I need this done, why not give us a call and we can help you out. Visit us on the web, aussieit.solutions. Check out the bar at the top and sign up to our email subscription and I'll give you more tips and tricks like this in an email. Thanks for listening.